This is the Saturday to Sunday Football Podcast. This is where it all counts. This is why we're here. This is why each one of us is here. And now, here's your host. Welcome back to another edition of the Saturday to Sunday Football Podcast. I am Paul Pertichese, and thank you for joining me as always. Day three of the NFL Combine is in the books. The marathon day, over 50 wide receivers, over 20 tight ends, plus the quarterbacks. It's the day for the fantasy folks, minus the running backs. So much to break it down. And here at Saturday Sunday, we will continue with our instant reactions to the NFL Combine, as we have done the last two days, and now doing it for day three of the Combine. Tomorrow, the NFL Combine wraps up with the running backs and the offensive linemen. So much to break down from today's event, so let's jump right in. Let's start the quarterbacks, because I, I feel like the quarterback position, a couple things right off the bat. Obviously, the clear, clear winner was Anthony Richardson. Not surprised. 6'4", 244. He ran a 4.4440 with a 40.5 vertical and a 10.9 broad. The vert and the broad are the best for any quarterback in the history of the combine. Doing what he did at that size, I've been saying for a while, he is a Cam Newton meets Lamar Jackson explosiveness in terms of his running capabilities I think Anthony Richardson is not getting out of the top eight or top 10. I went on record, and I will continue to say this, that I think as good of a prospect that B.J. Robinson is, if you're in a two-quarterback or Superflex league, I legitimately think Anthony Richardson is in play at 1.01. If he's not in 1.01 because you want to take B. John Robinson, I'm totally fine with that. But then he should be the first quarterback taken. I don't think there's debate anymore. If he has the draft capital of a top 10 pick, plus his rushing capabilities and his ceiling. If Bryce Young hits or if C.J. Stroud hits, the odds are pretty good in fantasy. We're talking about a low QB1. That's probably their ceiling in fantasy. If Anthony Richardson hits, we're talking top five overall. We're talking QB1 overall. We're talking the elite Cam Newton years, the elite Lamar Jackson years. So I just think the ceiling and the upside is too high. It's why a team's going to pull the trigger on Anthony Richardson high in the NFL draft. And I don't think there's any consensus. I think if you polled all 32 teams, some would have Bryce Young as the number one quarterback overall. Some would have CJ Stroud. Some might have Will Levis. And I think some might have Anthony Richardson. I do not think Anthony Richardson is like a clear four or anything like that. They each are very different prospects in terms of what their strengths and weaknesses and developmental areas are in terms of their upside and ceiling. But Anthony Richardson, it wasn't just the athletic testing, which we knew. I thought he showed that arm talent, the ability to push the ball vertically down the field, that great arm strength and arm velocity that he possesses. Obviously, we know there's going to be some inconsistencies with ball placement and accuracy, but that I think is something that he could that could develop and grow and round him out as a better prospect. But I thought Anthony Richardson put on a show. I think he was the clear winner from the quarterback group. I think next up, C.J. Stroud. You know, he didn't run the 40. He didn't do the jumps, but he did partake in all the drills. Uh, I thought he looked really good throwing the football. I think his arm talent looked even better than maybe I'd given him credit for, where I thought it was maybe, you know, above average to good. Maybe it's even good to very good. 
you know, he showed the ability 60 yards on a rope and some of the, you know, the throws and, you know, good velocity. So I thought CJ Stroud checked off the boxes he needed to. Uh, it'll be interesting to see some testing numbers in terms of his 40s and jumps. I do think there's some untapped athleticism there, but I think CJ Stroud solidified himself. You know, again, all these quarterbacks I think are going top 10. You know, Will Levis, if we take it to him, 6'3, 229 pounds, or, you know, 6'4, 229 pounds. Uh, 34 vert, you know, 10, four on the broad. He showed off the arm talent as well in terms of throwing the football. So the big three guys and then Bryce Young, while he didn't work out, he did get measured and weighed. He came in at 5'10", 204 pounds. I'm sure he was drinking lots of protein shakes and protein bars and Walt, you know, water, you know, put some salt in it to like, you know, retain it before he, you know, got that way in. I don't really care. I, I know what type of player Bryce Young is. You know, I think he's a you know a really talented player. Uh, he's my QB one. But I you know I went on Twitter today, and if I was a GM of a team, if I was a fan of a team in need of a quarterback, I think I'd want Anthony Richardson. It doesn't mean that he's the number one quarterback on film because he's not. We know that you know Bryce Young and CJ Stroud have better film. I think Anthony Richardson's film is just as good as Will Levis, and that's why he's been my number three guy. But I think in terms of what we've seen in the NFL. To win in this league, you're going to have to deal with Patrick Mahomes and Joe Burrow and the talents of guys like that, you know, Josh Allen and and maybe Justin Herbert gets there. And we've seen the evolution of Jalen Hurts and how special of a prospect and player he is. We You need somebody to be able to rival that. I'm just not sure, even if they fully reach their potential, that's C.J. Stroud or Bryce Young. And definitely I don't think it's Will Levis. But I do think it could be Anthony Richardson. Does he have to hit that ceiling? Are the probability high? No, maybe it's 30%. I don't know. But I, but I do know that the ceiling that he brings, and if you're willing to build an offense that caters to his strengths as he continues to round out his game, I think Anthony Richardson possesses that upside and that ceiling that would make me want my team to draft him. If the Giants were going quarterback in this draft, I'd want Anthony Richardson over anybody. If, if I was a general manager picking in the top five, I think I'd want to gamble that Richardson is my guy rather than play it safe with one of the other two guys at the top. I think Richardson is the is is the guy who can present the grand slam and be that elite elite level player. Uh, other guys that I thought stood out, I thought Setson Bennett threw the ball a little bit better than I than I expected, uh, and he tested out pretty well with a four point six seven forty. Uh, showed pretty good arm talent, so I thought he had a solid day, and then. Uh, Duran Thompson Robinson had some moments. He ran a 4.56. We knew he was good athletically. I thought he looked pretty good in most of the passing drills. Interesting late round, round six, round seven type developmental quarterback prospect. So I think those are the big storylines. I think it was all about Anthony Richardson, uh, as the biggest winner. And then obviously CJ Stroud, you know, Will Levis did what they needed to do. Uh, surprising or, or slightly surprising performances. I thought, Doran Thompson, Robinson, Stetson Bennett look pretty intriguing as, you know, late day three type prospects. If we take this over to the wide receiver group, so many wide receivers, over 50 wide receivers there. Let's start at the top. We're going alphabetical. Jordan Addison came in at a really low weight of 173 pounds. I thought he played more like 180, 185. Came in at 173, 511. I think most people thought he was going to run a 440 to 442 type 40. I thought he needed that. He His official time ended up being a 449. He had a 34-inch vert, uh, vert and a 10-2 broad. Good testing numbers, not great testing numbers. 
I think wide receivers might, I don't think we might have as many wide receivers going round one as I thought. I still love Jordan Addison on tape. I think his play speed is even faster than 449, but a 173 pound wide receiver who ran a 449, I don't know if teams are definitively going to love that. I think he still could go round one for sure, but if wide receivers get pushed a little bit, I don't think Jordan Addison is going to be the first wide receiver taken. I think that ship has sailed. Not at 173 pounds with a 4.4940 and good jumps, but not great explosive jumps. I think he had to test out as a great or better athlete. I think he tested out as a good athlete. I just don't know if the on film is good enough to overcome not testing out better for a guy who's 173 pounds. Keishon Booty, really disappointing. It's hard to think that this was the guy that most people thought was this great athlete. Uh, he ran a 4.540. His vertical jump was 29 inches. His broad was 9.10, some of the worst possible that we've seen. His three-cone was, was, was terrible. Uh, you know, there's not a lot that really stood out uh, about, sorry, not recone. His his twenty yard shuttle was a four point two five, which was pretty solid. Didn't do the recone. Uh, I think Booty is going to really struggle to go. He may still find a way into round three, but this was a guy who I thought was a guy who should have tested really well in the vertical because at times you saw him go up and high point the football well. But the vertical jump, the 40, this is a guy who came in smaller than expected. He came in at 5'11", 195 pounds. I think it was like two years ago. We thought he was like 6'1", 215. And he came in at 5'11", 195 pounds. Ran a slow 40 at that measurement. His vertical jump was terrible. Uh, had not has not put up a good you know statistical year in a while. Kajan Booty went from a guy who we don't had a legit chance to be wide receiver one last summer to now a guy who I think may struggle to go in the first three rounds. Uh, so definitely stock down on Kayshawn Booty. Uh, some Darius Davis, we thought he was going to run fast. He ran fast, 4.36. He was blazing. Uh, Tank Dell, the undersized slot wide receiver out of Houston, 5'8", 165 pounds. He ran a 4.49. I think people wanted to see a little bit better there. I think he's more quicker than fast, really shifty in and out of his breaks. Uh, he ended up having a 10-1 broad jump, did not do the vert, did not do the 20-yard shuttle in the free comp. I'm surprised he didn't do the 20-yard Shuttle in the recone. I feel like that would have been where Tank Dow might have really shined in those events. Uh, I, I kind of feel a little bit of a lost opportunity there that he did not do that. Uh, Josh Downs, he ran a 4.48, so it was really interesting. I think him and Jordan Addison, very similar players. Downs came in at 171. Addison came in at 173. They both ran, you know, Addison ran a 449. Uh, Josh Downs ran a 4.48. Josh Downs did have much better jumps, though. His jumps were 38.5 compared to 34 to Jordan Addison. And then he had a 10.11 broad uh, compared to Jordan Addison's 10.2. I think those guys are going to... I think Jordan Addison's better at the catch point. So it's going to be really interesting to see who goes first between Josh Downs and Jordan Addison. I think now you're going to see those guys group much closer together. Uh, whether that's late round one to early round two, whether that's early round two to mid round two, I think those guys are, are really comparable. Uh, and the testing numbers kind of showed it. I think at times on film, Josh Downs' film might be a little bit better at times. Uh, so it's going to be interesting to kind of see if the separation between those guys or some might favor one and some may favor the other. 
Zay Flowers, he checked in at 5'9", 182. He ran a 4'4", four, four, So the, number that, the numbers that I expected Addison and Downs to run were those low 4'4s. Four, Zay Flowers did check that box off with a 4'4", four, four, 35.5 on the vert, 10'7 uh, on the broad jump. I think Zay Flowers with that 40 time in the verts plus his film, uh, I think Zay Flowers has done enough to... Again, be in that late round one mix for sure. One of the biggest winners and biggest surprises from the wide receiver group was Bryce Ford in Whedon out of West Virginia. He ran a 4.3840. He had a 41-inch vert and a 10-9 broad jump. Uh, explosive. I knew he was going to test out as a really good athlete. He tested out as an elite-level athlete. Great acceleration, great burst, great speed, uh, vertical thread. I think he's going to be a, a riser. That team's going to look at that explosiveness. And I think, you know, a guy who maybe was going to be around six, round seven type guy, I think now pushes his way maybe into the early portion of day three. We'll see if he just even starts generating some top 100 buzz based on that speed and explosiveness. Uh, Elijah Higgins at 235 pounds, tested pretty well, 4.54 on the 40. Uh, 35 inch broad, 10 6. I mean, 35 inch vert, 10 6 on the broad jump. Uh, still could see a move maybe to a big tight end. Uh, if not, he's a he's a big slot or an outside possession style wide receiver. Jalen Hyatt. Jalen Hyatt's interesting because he checked in at six three. Uh, sorry, six feet, 176 pounds. He ended up running a four four zero, which is a very very fast time. But the hype was that Jalen Hyatt was going to be sub four three. We did not see that. But he did show the explosive ability with a 40-inch vert and 11-3 broad. I think those two uh, jumps combined with the 4.40 will keep his stock similar to where it was. So I expect Jalen Hyatt to still go off the board in round one. Uh, can he push to be the first wide receiver taken? That is to be determined. But I think even though he didn't run that 4-3 speed or sub-4-3 like we thought, the, the jumps were still explosive. He's still going to add a dynamic uh, vertical threat to an offense. So I could see him still going in the top 20, top 25 picks for sure. Uh, Andre Iosevis out of Princeton. He ran a 4.43, 39 vert and 10.8 broad. Checked out as the elite athlete we expected him to. Uh, if we kept this moving to the second group of wide receivers, Quinton Johnston, 40.5 on the vert, 11.2 on the broad. Did not run the 40 time, which is really disappointing because I thought Quinton Johnston was going to really test out well across the board. He looked okay in, in the on-field drills. I think that's the biggest question with him. The ball skills, the hands, those are the question marks about Quinton Johnston for sure. One of the biggest surprises, Charlie Jones. We knew he was a really quick slot wide receiver, good separation quickness. I was not expecting a 4.4440, uh, that type of vertical speed, 36.5 vert, 10.4 broad. I thought Charlie Jones really helped himself, solidified himself maybe as a round four, round five guy and not someone that fell to later in the draft. Marvin Mims, he checked in at 5'10", 183 pounds, 4.3840, 10.9 on the broad, uh, Good recone time as well. Uh, I'm not sure there's this big difference between Marvin Mims and Jordan Addison and 
and, and Josh Downs. And I'm interested to see if we start seeing Marvin Mims climb up the board a little bit and, you know, be a little bit closer to those guys in terms of where people are projecting them to go. So impressive performance by Marvin Mims. Jonathan Mingo, 6'1", 220. He ran a 4.4640. Really impressive for Mingo. Wins with play strength, physicality, and toughness. And you combine it that he showed that athleticism and long speed. I think it's going to help him a lot. We knew Trey Palmer would fly it in Nebraska, and he did 4.3340. Really impressive performance by him. Very intriguing date for talent. Uh, A.T. Perry out of Wake Forest. He ran a 4.47 at 6'3", 198 pounds, 35 on the vert, 10-10 on the broad. Impressive by Perry. I think locks him into day two. Rishi Rice tested out as a better athlete. 41-inch vert and 10-8 on the broad jump, 4.51 on the 40. I think you can see Rishi Rice stock start increasing back into the day two mix when it kind of had fallen off a little bit since the senior bowl. Tyler Scott, absolutely uh, disappointed in terms of what I think we expected. Uh, he ran a 4.4440, which is really fast. I get it. But I mean, his prop line was at 4.3. I thought most people thought he was going to be sub 4.3, uh, but he did jump really well. 39.5 on the vert, 11.1 on the broad. Uh, still that speed, that explosiveness. He'll go somewhere on day two. Uh, I just thought maybe we'd see a guy with, with elite level speed. We saw good speed or very good speed. We saw explosive jumps, but we did not see elite, elite level speed. Uh, Jackson Smith in the Jigba did not run the 40 like he said he wasn't. Did the on-field drills, look tremendously smooth. But then, to top it off, he had a 35-inch vert, solid, 10-5 broad, good, and then a 3.93 20-yard shuttle and a 6.57 uh, free cone. Those are elite, elite, like 95 to 99 percentile. Jackson Smith Najibu's athleticism as a total package is very good. Even if his long speed is just average, his play speed is fast, his techniques, his savvy are incredible, his in and out of breaks, his understanding of route concepts, and his change of direction is unbelievable. He won at the college level, similar to how Cooper Cup wins at the NFL. I think that's the best comparison of what player, what kind of player he might be at the next level. We'll see if that success translates. That's an unknown at this point, but that's how it will win. He will win similar to a guy like Cooper Cup wins at the NFL, and I, I, he's my wide receiver one. He's locked in. Nothing's changed changing that to me he's the clear wide receiver one before we start getting into the next group of guys that I think is a clear tier drop down I think Jackson Smith and we should go top 20 I think the other case can be made the rest or late round one to, to early to mid round two guys Jackson Smith and Ajibu is the one guy for me who should be top 20 and lock him in uh, Cedric Tillman ran a 4.55 which is a solid time at 6 3 2.13 but there was some buzz before the combine that he might run a lot faster than that 37 on the vert 10.8 on the broad Tillman locked Locked in day two. Uh, Parker Washington chose not to do anything, you know, in terms of the athletic testing. I don't think he was going to test very well. Surprisingly, he came in at 5'10", 204 pounds. I thought he was going to come in more like 215, uh, six feet tall, small numbers, uh, you know, less numbers for him. He wins with like play strength, toughness, and physicality and good route running. But I don't know. I still see more around four than day two. Uh, to me, he's got to win very similar to Jarvis Landry, but he's not the player Jarvis Landry was at LSU. Uh, and then Michael Wilson at 6'2", 213 pounds, ran a 4.59 with a good 
jumps of 37.5 and 10.5 on the broad. So a lot of guys stood out. A couple maybe disappointed in, in, in some testing. Keishan Booty, I, I think Jalen Hyde and Tyler Scott, the hype was so high that they were going to do 4-3 or sub-4-3 that they disappointed a little bit with 4-4 and 4-4-4. Uh, but still explosive guys. Some question marks about Jordan Addison now, I think, resume at his height and weight, and then the the testing numbers weren't explosive type for a guy at that size who might be going in round one. If we round it out real quick with the tight ends, collectively as a group, it's as good as a tight end group as we've ever seen uh, in terms of the depth of it. These guys were jumping great. These guys were running fast 40s. I could talk about so many different guys. Let's start with Zach Kuntz out of Old Dominion. 6'7", 255. And what does he do? He goes out there and runs a 455 40, a 40-inch vert, and, and a 10'8 broad. He was on Bruce Feldman's Freak last summer. He did not disappoint. This is a guy who a team is going to be intrigued with and take him early day three if he gets out of the top 100 picks. With those measurables... This is a guy that teams are going to bet on. He's got pass-catching skills. You combine it with that athletic testing numbers, he's going to be a riser in this process for sure. Sam Laporta, 6'3", 245. He ran a 4.59. So what we thought we saw late in the year in terms of his athleticism, held true, really good athlete, 35 vert, 10'3", broad, looked tremendous in the on-field drills as well. Will Mallory actually tested out as, as the best 40 time, 4.54 at 6'4", 239. He's a pass catching move tight end type but I did not expect this level of athleticism 454 5, 36.5 and 10-1 broad I thought he was maybe an above average athlete uh, that was a pass catcher but now this is going to help Will Mallory stock for sure Michael Mayer my fears kind of came true first off he came in two inches shorter than we thought came in at 6-4 not 6-6 he came in at 249 not like 255-260 then he ran a 4.740 he had a 32.5 vert and a 9-10 broad jump I don't see Mike, how Michael Mayer goes in round one anymore. I think very much now he's in the Cole Komet, Pat Fryer mood, which I've been talking about over the last couple months that I kind of felt like when I watched his film, he was trending more towards those guys who were round two guys. I think I like Fryer mood better than Michael Mayer now that as, I, as, as we see these testing numbers. I think Mayer's going to fall out of round one. Uh, I don't think he's not going to be my tight end one when I do re- I redo my ranks. These guys were too closely knit together. I said the combine was going to help sort things out. For me, it's going to be Luke Musgrave. Uh, I think Michael Mayer may drop down even to tight end four for me. Uh, I think in Dynasty, there's no way he should be the first uh, t- tight end taken in rookie drafts. I just think the ceiling is not as high as it is for the other guys. Uh, really poor day for Mayer, especially since it seemed like he dropped weight also in anticipation of the combine. Luke Musgrave came in at six. Foot five, 253 pounds, ran a 461, 36 vert, 10-5 broad, explosive player. If we're talking ceiling, in a couple years, if he hits his max ceiling, I've gone on record as saying he could be a George Kittle-like player. Is that the most likely outcome? Of course not. Tight ends, it is hard to transition, but if we're talking ceiling case. I think that could be the ceiling case for him. Uh, next up, Darnell Washington, six. Six, 264 pounds. He ran a 4.64. At 264 pounds, that is incredible. 10-2 broad, really impressive. Uh, Darnell Washington, you know, looked pretty smooth in the on-field drills as well. 
Uh, Josh Wiley ran a good time, 4.6940. Uh, Brandon, uh, Brenton Strange, 4.7, 35 on the vert, 10.4 on the broad. Luke Shoemaker, 4.6340 at 251 pounds at 6 foot 5. You know, with jumps at 10-7 broad, one after another, these guys really, really impressed. Uh, I came away with the guys who performed there thinking Musgrave should go the first. Uh, I think Kincaid probably, we got to wait on the testing numbers for him. And then I think Darnell, I think teams are going to be more intrigued with the total package of Darnell Washington and the ceiling and the upside than maybe they even are Michael Mayer. So for me, Musgrave, Darnell, Mayer, in terms of the guys that were there, I think Laporter maybe has pushed his way over Tucker Craft in terms of that next tier of guys for me. Uh, and then Zach Koontz is going to go into the next group right there. Uh, you know, we, we have the, the big four. Then we had like Sam Laporta and Tucker Craft. I think Zach Koontz has got to be moved up into that tight end seven, eight range. It's him. It's and, and I think it's Shoemaker. I think those are the two guys that are intriguing. Maybe Davis Allen and those guys. Uh, Josh Wiley, you know, but I, I, we'll see. I think, I think Will Mallory has raised his stock a little bit. So that tight end position, really interesting. The wide receiver position, like I said, I think it's Jackson Smith and the Jigba. Then I think the next group is going to sort itself out from Addison to Downs to Zay Flowers to Jalen Hyatt to Quinton Johnson. If I had to say right now, I think it would be more Quinton Johnson or Jalen Hyatt to come off the board next. And then I think you start to see those next guys. I don't know the order yet that I expect them to come off the board, but I think some teams are going to prefer Zay Flowers. Some teams might prefer Jordan Addison. Some teams might prefer uh, Josh Downs. I think those guys are going to be very close. I could see Quinton Johnson and Jalen Hyatt going before that trio, but we'll see how it sorts out. But I think Jackson Smith and the Jigba is going to be the first wide receiver taken, should be the first wide receiver taken. If it's not him, I would be surprised if it's not Jalen Hyatt and, or Quinton Johnson. And at the quarterback, I, I think there's no rhyme or reason. I think it's going to be very interesting to kind of see how this plays out. I don't think it's clear cut that it's going to be Bryce Young, CJ Stroud, you know, and then Will Levis or Anthony Richardson in some order. I think there could be some surprises there. I really do, based on the upside of Anthony Richardson the ball placement, the accuracy of C.J. Stroud, uh, the upside the NFL season, Will Levis, and some of the concerns that they have about Bryce Young's, obviously, size and frame uh, at the next level. Fun, fun day at the Combine. Uh, I'm glad that, you know, I'm having you guys follow along, continue to follow along with me for day four, uh, for the new people who are checking out the podcast for the first time. Thank you for being here. Appreciate the follow on Twitter. Uh, if you're interested in my content, please get over to the website. SSfootball.com is the fastest and easiest way to get there for nine 99. You get access to all the premium, uh, notebooks that we put out. You get the scouting notebook, all my thoughts on all the offensive players, uh, in terms of the skill players, you get the rankings notebook, all my different rankings, and then you get the draft projections notebook, uh, over 400 players, snapshot of how they win, developmental areas, all their combine numbers, uh, draft projection from everything I'm hearing ranked in that order, a big board projecting the first 32 picks, a big board projecting the first three rounds of picks, and a big board projecting uh, every pick in, the, in all seven rounds as well. It is the best way to support the show and to continue to help us do what we do here. So... Hopefully you've been enjoying the Combine coverage. One more day left, uh, and I hope you join me on Twitter and then listen to that podcast as well. So on behalf of our sound tag engineer, David Nakano, and myself, thank you for joining us, and we look forward next time taking you from Saturday to Sunday.